This is podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. To keep up with everything we're up to, join our email community on foundinestonia.ee. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram, where we post some of the behind-the-scenes clips from our interviews. Today's episode is with John from Colombia. He says before coming to Estonia, he was just a plain software engineer. So what changed, you might ask? You will hear. Uh, maybe one thing that changed is the fact that he started drinking kama with kefir daily to become more of an Estonian. Well, uh, that lasted for three months until somebody told him that, wait a minute, that's not what Estonians actually drink for breakfast. He shares a clever hack how he learned to say the letter Ö in Estonian. And also, he's just such an entertaining storyteller with also a hidden talent that we discovered of doing voiceovers, which you will also hear really, really soon. He shares why Colombian people are so intense in making eye contact and how feelings in general are just not Estonian thing. Except when it comes to our singing festival, because then the amount of crying you will see is quite wild. And now let's just jump in and let the conversation unfold. Enjoy! In a world, two ladies, one man, far in the north, called Stonia. <laughs> Woohoo! So nice! So this is how uh, John from Colombia, <laughs> I cannot do this voice, uh, starts our conversation today. We are in Tartu recording again at the wonderful studio of uh, Generadio, who have an amazing studio space for us, which we love to use every time we're around here. And uh, it's me and Tina and... Hello, hello. And John. Oh, it's awesome. Thank you for having, having me here. I hope um, it goes well. Yeah, you can start by saying who you are, how did you uh, end up in Estonia, where you're from, mm -hmm. and if there's anything specific we should know, we'll, we'll see where the conversation goes from there. Oh, okay. Um, well, as uh, it's already been stated, I'm John from Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my story with Estonia goes back all the way back to the year 2010. Oh, you've been here for oh, a long time then. Years. Hmm? No, not necessarily. I mean, I arrived here at in 2013 as a student. Oh. But uh, what I wanted to say is that um, in 2010, I I met two Estonian ladies back in Colombia, <laughs> and it uh, and it was kind of um, um, unexpected thing. Um, I I remember that. Um, I was at my home and uh, my friend uh, was telling me, hey, I met these two Estonian ladies, two, two European ladies, but I don't speak English very well. Can you help me translate? I, I mean, 
my friend has the skills. No, his name is Juan Daniel. <laughs> he doesn't speak English, but he always get the, the lady skills. He, he, he has okay, the lady okay. skills. Like, he has the charisma. He has the charisma, exactly. <laughs> the charisma and the smile. That, he is very photogenic. I, so I, I, I mean, like I always used to say, like men have two options. They either are very attractive or funny. I am the funny guy. So. <laughs> Okay. But seems in, to work. Yeah, seems to work. But in, but in this situation, I had the English, so that mm. added like an a plus. And we actually became very good friends with these two ladies. But uh, at the beginning, I was just, I didn't even want to be there. You know? It's like <laughs> I, because I think I was uh, heartbroken or something. My girlfriend yeah. just uh, left me for another guy, and I didn't want to go out. And my friend actually pulled me out of home. And then I, I, we went to this uh, to this place where we we're going to meet. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh hello. There. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello there. <laughs> Heartbro. What? Heartbroken? Uh, everything's what? forgotten. Everything is <laughs> forgotten. Estonian women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like these two tall Estonian ladies, like uh, they were so blonde, like. <laughs> Like okay. my first impression, like Jesus, what level of blonde is this? It's like you know, I have seen blonde women in Colombia, but this is the next level, like you know, Northern European blonde. Level. <laughs> they were so blonde that you can actually spot them, like uh, <laughs> from far away. From far away, like you know. Yeah, so I have my color blue, but they had their blonde. <laughs> very blonde, and then the, we actually became very good, uh, very good friends, and um, and during the years, I we stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Do they live live in Colombia or they no no they they went they, they were there for um, some uh, special European program okay. that they bring Europeans and they uh, to to Latin American countries they teach mm-hmm. English they spend time with kids in like in, mm-hmm. in some sort of uh, risk like you know like mm-hmm. they are oh, rescue orphans. things minority groups and yeah so on. like okay. some orphans and so, on. so mm-hmm. So like a volunteering program, right? Volunteering program. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right term. And um, it was amazing. But yeah, most of the time they were actually, they, they did the, their, their work mm-hmm. and then they, they party because, <laughs> you know, you're there also to have fun and Colombia mm-hmm. is a, a good place for it. And yeah. And so in 2012, um, we uh, spoke about it and we decided, and we decided like, maybe she told me, you know, John, you should, you should like visit me in Estonia one day. And since uh, up to that point, I was like a workaholic, so I haven't taken vacations. Like, yeah, everybody goes on vacation. Why don't? And then I went, I came to Estonia in 2012 and, and she started telling me about Tartu University, mm-hmm. uh, Tartu Yulikoli. Mm-hmm. And, and they have this uh, master in software engineering. Oh, by the way, I'm a software engineer <laughs> by profession. Okay. <laughs> and I've, been, I've been doing this for too, too long. Yeah. <laughs> That's an honest assessment. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, damn it. But uh, yeah, so I, I came, and so I, I decided that if I, I was going to visit her, I would do it in the worst case scenario. Mm, what does that mean? Oh, winter. Ooh, okay. okay. So you just uh, went to uh, visit the what is the end of the line? Game over, boss. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, boss. Yes. <laughs> You just wanted to come and see what's the hardest level what's you can the get. Hardest level. I have never seen snow up to that point, oh. and uh, it was 2012, uh-huh. and up, uh, up, up until now, it's been one of the worst winters on uh, on record because oh. the winters after this, the the years that came by, weren't so cold. But I experienced 
minus 36 <laughs> degrees. Whee! So you could only get better from there. Yeah, it's like the next year when I actually got a, a accepted in the master program was not that cold as the previous, as uh-huh. that time. And the winter hasn't been that cold ever since. So <laughs> Global warming. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I, basically how I got here. It's like somebody just pitched me Estonia and Estonia University. And I say, why not? I wanted to go to Germany at the beginning, but I had to learn German. Mm. And unlike with English, it's something that you cannot learn by yourself. And yeah, I'm, I'm a very self-teach person in that sense. And yeah, I couldn't do it with German and then... In Estonia, I just needed to know English. And mm-hmm. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> so yes. you didn't need to learn any Estonian in Estonia? At, at least not for the classes, but ah, okay. when it comes to the real life, daily life thing, <laughs> uh-huh. it's very important to have know. You, have you managed to learn it? I, How do you feel about it? Uh, 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 right, right until this point, I have my my bar Estonian, my restaurant Estonian, uh, and uh, please don't hurt, please don't categories. hurt me. I don't want to fight you Estonian. That's so you have your different categories in place. You yes, can manage yes, yes. different situations. Yes. But if you, you want to go into a philosophical conversation, it might not be a very long conversation. Yeah, it might not be a long conversation. It might be like, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. 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 but it wouldn't be that much different from most Estonian men anyway, then. By saying those words, you can keep up a conversation with a lady pretty long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I listen, yeah. If I yes. Could, if I Listening pray, is the key. Yeah. Is the you key. just have to look interest and look say, muidugi, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and just hope that you didn't say anything offensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's another story. I have been saying offensive things without me being aware of oh really yeah okay. do tell yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but you, you guys need to stop me if i keep talking because you know, go so on just go keep on. me okay it's, it's not like we're stories. running out of time oh okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. don't we worry want to hear your stories uh, all right all right so um so i think when what i would not put them in like in a timeline i just just as i remember them something in one of my previous jobs um you know, I'm always like in in the in, in in practice mode with Estonian. I am among Estonians, and I try to say two or three words just to get a feedback. How does it sound? And so on. Yeah. And I remember that we were in the office, and we needed um, and uh, we we needed to fix something. And I brought the toolbox, and there was uh, one of my colleagues. His name is Harry. Say. And for some stupid reason, I just pulled out the hammer and, and, I, and then I said, oh, Harry, Kule, Inu Torristo Minulaul. Exactly the same reaction. I was so confused and I am still confused. I just said that uh, my, my tool is on the table, but for some reason that can be taken in, out of context in Estonian language. Uh, yeah, so I have been facing these awkward situations from time to time. Um, but yeah, yeah. This, this is a child-friendly podcast now, so I should keep this. Oh, nah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we've already used up all the, the curse words on this one, but I'm sure we can level up on that too. So okay, no awesome. worries. Yeah. And for the people who don't uh, understand Estonian, that meant that... Uh, he, um, your colleague said, uh, bring me the hammer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, uh, my, uh, instead of tourist, which is like tourist is the tool and tourist is 
<laughs> something else. It's like bring the bring your manly part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's putting it very politely. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, is it <laughs> no, but you, I, you just yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean it's just that. What's the difference? I, for me, it sounded the same. Toris, toris. De. De is like toris. It's like um, two words in one. It's like a tool, working tool in yeah. like literally translating. Yeah. And toris are like two separate oh. words. But that could also be like misinterpreted. So <laughs> toris <laughs> could also be like, bring me a tool. <laughs> but... Sometimes Estonians also have slang, you know, they have uh, different meanings to different words. Yeah, yeah. So depending of uh, how dirty your colleague was uh, in his uh, head, I mean, <laughs> could we, have meant a lot of different things. We were in like in an open space. I think they actually were pranking me on purpose because <laughs> they know that I will suck at it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because we, we were in an open office. So not, not only Harry was laughing, like a lot of people there. Were, yeah. were, were, but the other thing as well, what we're just now we're going into philosophical mm -hmm. discussions, what they mm -hmm. might have heard, like maybe they understood that you meant tourist, but when you said tourist on laul, or laual, there's also two different meanings. Mm. Laul's means like my tool is singing, or you ah. could have said <laughs> the tool is on the table. Yeah. So there was a lot of room for misinterpretation. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, that, now, that, now that you put it like that, I can see. I can you can see, see the comment in it. It I doesn't matter which way you look at it, it's funny anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tricky part of Estonian grammatics, like the word itself doesn't stay the same as in like English, like on the table, on top of the table, under the table, the word table stays the same, but in Estonian it always like laut, laual, lauas, lauat, like the word changes, which mean, makes it more like complicated. Um, yeah, yeah. At least I, I, I know how to say that I'm from Colombia, oh. like minu, minu pariton Colombias. <laughs> Ma olen Kolumbiast päit. Ma olen Kolumbiast päit. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. We can edit that. We can put like you said it correctly. <laughs> Thank you. In a world <laughs> where John knows Estonian. <laughs> Another dimension. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you should definitely try consider doing the voiceover thing. Sure, yeah. sure. That's, uh, you have my contact. Call me, maybe I can do the voiceovers. <laughs> and, and for the people listening out there, I do voiceovers just... Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh, actual native language? That was very good. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, English is my second language. Mm -hmm. but do, you, do you speak any other languages? Uh, <laughs> do you need more? <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's some surprise languages that you have. No, I, uh, I, I, I've been trying to learn Estonian mm -hmm. and uh, on the side I, I have learned a few words in Russian because I live in Annelin, so they, come, they might become <laughs> useful, like, you know, somebody rings at your, at your door and then you can say, oh, nie gavaryu paruski, no, nie panivayu chuvak, no, nie, nie. You actually sound uh, better in Russian than most Estonians. You have no accent or anything. I think mm -hmm. I think I have a thing with accents. I used to imitate accents when I was a little, mm -hmm. but oh. uh, but not not so good at it. But it comes useful when you're trying to learn the language. Mm -hmm. yeah. For for example, I can tell when when somebody's from the north, like you know Sweden or kind of uh, Finland, Estonia, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they have a, a very thick accent that is very characteristic. Mm. Of, uh, of this part uh, so, okay. <laughs> they have nice. like they make like pauses like 
like why are you so like uh, oh, uh, you're from Finland or Estonia <laughs> yes well Finnish as well has a lot of pauses if you haven't noticed yes yes Finnish yeah. well. I think the main uh, difference between Estonian and Finnish is the fact that Finns are a little bit slower and they actually do have like spaces in between the words mm-hmm. Whereas Estonians tend to sing everything out loud, so essentially it's like one big sentence, so it's very hard to differentiate where one word starts and the other one ends. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Finnish, it's uh, way easier, and I think that's maybe partially also why Estonians can understand Finnish a little bit better. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But isn't that the same also with like Spanish-speaking uh, countries, like uh, the ones that are speaking it very fast, you cannot really understand much, but the ones that are a little bit slower, mm-hmm. you can understand much better. Yeah, it also depends uh, on the on the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess yeah, some sometimes, for example, in Colombia, the the Spanish that you speak in the capital is like uh, it's quite clean in that sense. It's mm-hmm. um, so it's easier to understand. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the Caribbean part, they speak more like you know faster. Mm-hmm. So Can you give us an example? Um, an Just example. say a sentence in uh, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but uh, from ah from Sp- yeah oh okay how would you say it in Colombia and how would you say it on the Caribbean islands or wherever yeah but uh, <laughs> I guess uh, for example estoy ahora en un podcast con dos chicas muy guapas aww <laughs> muchas <here>. gracias <laughs> I'm trying to so you know they yeah. a lot of uh, mm-hmm. it's like i i sorry people from the caribbean i know that this <laughs> sucks so much but uh, this is not the correct representation it's not the correct representation but it was but it know, proves the point it, it mm-hmm. proved the point i yeah. i think i covered a wider area of the caribbean <laughs> because i i that kind of sounded like Cuban or something, but anyway. I think it sounds also a little bit of Mexican, like just listening aside, it is a very like different kind of approach how they speak mm-hmm. compared to like, you know, what I would consider proper Spanish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in my last trip in uh, Spain, I realized that there is no such thing as proper Spanish in most of Spain. So it's it's more like you have to just adjust and uh, listen to what people are saying and, and kind of tune your ear to the different slangs and different words and different ways of pronunciations, this thing. Yeah, yeah. European Spanish, that's, I mean, when I, last time when I went to, I went to Barcelona, like some years ago, I was so sure that, you know, Spanish is my mother language, yeah. <laughs> but when I arrived to, to Catalonia, it's like, uh, they, you weren't so sure I anymore. wasn't sure anymore. There is like, uh, there is, uh, everything was a lot of things were written in, in Catalan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I hear people talking to me and Hey, that's a Spanish, but somewhere in, in the middle, something got broken <laughs> and I didn't understand. It's like, God damn it. My brain dead. It's like, I cannot understand this anymore. And uh, there was Catalan mm-hmm. and then. The problem is that there are some dialects inside Europe, in, mm-hmm. in, in Spain, that, uh, you know, there is uh, Spanish from Valladolid, uh, mm-hmm. there is Vasco, but Vasco, mm-hmm. Basque is not uh, complete, it's not Spanish, but, uh, you know, these languages are yeah. there. And then I feel lost. Like, there is no Spanish language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is different dialects. And, so learning Spanish doesn't necessarily mean you will understand everybody that sort of speak Spanish in their head. <laughs> At least in Spain. Mm. Okay. Uh, but in Latin America is, uh, yeah, you can go from 
central to south and everybody would understand you mm -hmm. as, with the exception of Brazil, I guess. Okay. Because they speak mainly Portuguese, but some people understand, but they understand Spanish. They just okay. pretend they don't do, but... So you can manage with everyone uh, Spanish yeah. then? Basically, yes. Okay, so... John, 10 years old, is like what in Colombia? Where from Colombia are you from? Exactly. I am from the capital, Bogota. The capital, Bogota. Okay, mm -hmm. what is Bogota like? You're a city boy then? Yeah, I am. Uh, or not? It's, uh, it's a concrete jungle. <laughs> it's like Annalyn, but uh, 10 times bigger. 100 <laughs> times bigger. 10 times bigger than I think. Yeah. And How many people does it have? The, it has, um, at, at the moment, I think it's 10... 10.5 million people. Mm. Oh, okay. Only just Quite like <laughs> 10 times as big as Estonia. Yeah. yeah, I think just in the in the area where I live, it's like there is more people than in Estonia, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, but the thing is like it's so densely now populated, take going anywhere takes so much time, mm -hmm. the traffic, the contamination, the insecurity, because with bigger the cities, you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, there is more, more of these things get just increased. Mm. Is there a subway or how do people get around? <laughs> Sad to say, <laughs> but we don't have a, a subway. It has been in a political debate since the eighties to make a <laughs> so, metro okay. or not make a metro or mm -hmm. make a subway, not make a subway. And then different administrations have tried it, but mm -hmm. we have like a bus system like you have here. Mm -hmm similar to that but that's it and that's mm. not enough for a 10 million yeah. people and there is also a lot of cars i don't know people buy cars every day and there is no room for cars like <laughs> going anywhere mm -hmm. takes like a couple of hours meanwhile in estonia <laughs> <laughs> i just go i just go to work and buy food or buy bicycle 10 15 minutes and that's so awesome mm -hmm. nice. so 10 year old john in Bogota. <laughs> Bogota. Bogota. You said uh, 10 year old? Yeah. How, how, was, how was it when I was 10 yes. years old there? So what was John like then? Uh, Talk about yourself in third person. <laughs> uh, let, let, me, let me check. I am kind of a borderline autistic in that sense, so I can remember everything. So basically I was going to school. I, I live in the same neighborhood <laughs> all my life, mm -hmm. playing with friends, playing uh, basketball, soccer, just okay. hanging out playing with the computer because that's one of my first loves, I guess, you know, when I started using computers and, and it was amazing how fast I actually started using it, my brothers, and because of the English, I guess, I okay. had this advantage, so it was easier to... Mm -hmm. How did you learn the English? That, uh, in my family, that's actually a mystery. Oh. <laughs> because <laughs> my brothers have taken courses, my mm -hmm. dad took courses, and I am the only one that is like, I never went to any course and actually just <laughs> learned it. Did you watch TV? Uh, I watched TV. I guess uh, I, my English <laughs> is product of the Cartoon Network, uh, mm. Sierra online games in computer, yeah. computer games, uh, mm -hmm. these adventure kind of games. They were actually very useful because the more you practice and associate images with actions, then, you know, mm -hmm. the exactly. language start. Uh, great connection. connection. Mm -hmm. And there was, a, there was other, other things like, um, there was some, there was a, a community of, uh, of people from the U S there. And I had a crush on one girl there. So <laughs> love always makes you learn language. Good motivation. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Her name was uh, Lisa, Lisa Sanders, but I don't know where she Lisa is. Lisa Sanders. Oh. That sounds like a, somebody from Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. 
we have Lisas in Estonia we as well. Lisas so. there. Oh, okay. Can find Lisas. All right, all right. <laughs> but I mean, do you think that uh, you learning the language very quickly has also something to do with your other passion, which is making music? Um, I think um, that's that's actually like, music is was always a frustration to me because um, I believe that uh, you know. If that's something that you're good at it when they taught you at school and but my school was not that good and uh, i was never good at playing instruments i was i, I mean I, I i thought i really thought uh, that i sucked at music but um but i don't think english has something to do mm. music was has always been there in my head what kind of music do you do or hear or what do you do with music i, I think i'm very um i'm very um motivated for, uh, for, for, for example, soundtracks about movies. I like this kind of mm. orchestra kind of mm. things. Like, you know, I like to... Like anthems. Uh, anthems, <laughs> you know, when I hear it, I want to associate or tell stories with music. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and what I realized is like, I'm not an interpreter, I'm a composer. Oh. And to compose, you don't need an instrument. You, ha I need a computer. Mm -hmm. And once I started understanding the basics of... Um, of music theory like what is a chord progression what are the beats how do you combine the beats in what in which key is this is it like you know d e a or or minor minor is like tends to be sad mystical or depends yes. how you combine them. and then you start playing with this and then i started you know putting this into into something that people can actually hear and oh. that was awesome but that that happened in estonia and that and we we're talking about like this is just one one and a half years old, and I actually started working on this, mm -hmm. um, and it's been awesome. Yeah. And who does it? Like when you write the music, who who plays it or who sings it or ah, who the, is like there performing is no, it? There, there is no the vocals. computer. <laughs> ah, okay, like a DJ then kind of yeah, mix yeah, but, it together. Yeah, or? but no, I, I no mixing is a different thing. I actually compose. I put the notes and and create like the the tune. I put violins i put piano or or sometimes i go full techno and just so only the beats and some synthesizer and you know and I, I always and i grew up having all these influences you know from giovanni giorgio uh, this, this and i was hey i wanted to one day i wanted to make something like this and it this is something that uh, was enabled thanks to estonia i guess oh. the environment you know the to the city of good ideas <laughs> nice. i've been i've been i've been actually lucky to to meet a lot of people with this kind of artistic soul and they and having like a honest conversation with them there's they always tell me hey john you have an artist in you you should like you know go for it mm -hmm. and i always been shy because nobody has actually told me that i thought it was crazy mm -hmm. but then just i started just working on it a little by little every day and um, and yeah, progress. Wow! Is there anything else that you discovered in Estonia or new hobbies that you picked up here that you didn't do before? Yeah, I mean, before before coming to Estonia, I was just a plain software engineer. <laughs> I did it, it was either programming and sports, and that's it. That was not like you know, because I suck at dancing, which I say that's why I say that I'm a fake Colombian in that sense. <laughs> Latin American <laughs> my ass. <laughs> You're but right. you're still funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm funny as, <laughs> as stiff as, as, a, as an oak, but uh, 
but I'm funny. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Who but, knows? Maybe you're dancing like maybe you're modest. Like maybe you're uh, a beginner or whatever level dancing is better than the like usual Estonian. Usual Estonian, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that reminds me. The ones when I came to Estonia, my friends they they, they brought me to uh, to to Tallinn for you know to go pop crawling, and mm-hmm. yeah, I saw this. My first shock was like there was a lot of women dancing in the center, and the guys were just just <laughs> getting wasted on the tables. And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> what is this?" It's like you know, and I just went in dancing. And it's like suddenly I was like a dancer. It's like see, uh, yeah. I was, but like, I was t- t- talking to my cousin the uh, after that, dude. You don't, you cannot believe what happened. And he was. And one lady was telling me, "Oh, you dance so well," and I was like, inside, I, f- I felt bad for myself. Like this no. is a lie. This is not true. No, it's not because for an av- yeah. <laughs> average Estonian guy, yeah. compared to them, if you can move and you are at least ready to dance, that's already a very, very huge progress. Yeah, yeah. Because the level is not that high here. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, you're like already like jumping over that level. No, but I have met like you know people that actually can dance, but they're shy in that sense. They don't want to show it. I think that's something that is very common in, in in Estonia, that I see a lot of people that are shy, but they turn out to be geniuses or something like mm-hmm. that. I guess being uh, humble is also kind of an Estonian thing. Yeah, it's something, it's, but, it's something very admirable, I guess. There's like this uh, saying that uh, shallow waters, uh, but uh, deep um, end, <laughs> deep button. <laughs> Which essentially means that you know everybody shows mostly the 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 top of the water, mm-hmm, like what's mm-hmm. uh, what's happening on the surface. But then, if you take the time to in, or invest a little bit more time into getting to know them, mm-hmm. then they will start showing you yeah. all the different layers that all they the have inside. But what about you said that like Estonian like geniuses are really modest, but is it different in Colombia? Like are the geniuses like still like super outgoing and like energetic? No, I think I, I think uh, not only in Colombia. I think in general, like uh, real, real smart people tend to be very, very humble, mm. uh, and you know, people that I mean, in my perspective, people that I would that you would really like to learn from are the humble ones because mm. they're because they 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 know. <laughs> but sometimes when somebody is just bragging too much about like oh how much they know, in the end they don't know much. They just just covering. From their for their insecurities, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that uh, Estonia has teach me a lot. Because when I was working back in Colombia, um, I mean, it's uh, I, I was suddenly in a in a senior position, mm-hmm. and um, I thought I knew a lot. No, it's like I had when I came to the master here. It's like I have years of experience. It's mm-hmm. like oh, this master is going to be a joke, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, no. I realize why you know Estonian and Scandinavian countries are competing with you know the top educational systems in the world. It's like when I came here, it's like all these all these all these kids because I was started this master. It's like they were kids; they were not even people with uh, work experience. They were like so good. It's like and it's like what is this? It's like I thought I thought I knew, and then there is no. You, you you realize like you know i think one one of the, the director of the program said something that you know we stand in the in the shoulders of giants that mm. i mean 
at least I climbed on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly here in Estonia, you realize that you need to start studying harder. Yeah, yeah I need to start from zero again. I, I knew that I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sometimes that's the best place to start from. So yeah, did you yeah. graduate as well? Yeah. Did you uh, manage to make through it? I, Are you still graduating? No, the, the, like to, half Estonia? <laughs> in, 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 my, in my defense, uh, I finished all my subjects, but... Um, the thesis got a little bit uh, delayed. Oh, no worries there. I know people who have finished their thesis 10 years later. So you're all good. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still then on schedule because yeah, yeah. I arrived in 2013. So yeah, yeah, you still have a few years yeah, to I figure know. that out. <laughs> it's never too late to go back to school. I think yes, that's one yes. of the, the, the main like um, things that Estonian people say about studying and education. Yeah. Uh, that's something amazing. My 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 former flatmate, she she's a translator. Mm -hmm. She studied like uh, philo French philology, mm -hmm. and she knows uh, Spanish, and that's what she did for most of the time. And uh, in the recent in the past two years, she went into a special program, and now she's an IT person. Oh wow! She continues yeah. studying. She's like a machine in that sense. She's very disciplined. One of the things that I admire about Estonian is like their focus and their discipline. Mm. I mean, they're miserable to the whole process, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're, they're very disciplined. That's something that I admire. I, I have maybe some self-defense system that says like, you're killing yourself, stop, just chill. So that, that actually um, causes problem with my focus and my discipline, but mm. something to admire from Estonian yeah. is their discipline. So, and, and when you came here, did you did you knew that you you want to stay here longer, or did you have plans to finish masters and then go back, or how did that come about? Um, well, I I was like open to the different uh, to the different possibilities. I thought that maybe I would move to somewhere somewhere else in Europe, depending. Um, but uh, I started liking Tartu so much. No, it's mm -hmm. like. Uh, smaller cities are more like suitable for me in that mm -hmm. sense because I've been living in the in the noise in the in the jung concrete jungle as I call it and mm -hmm. you know and it's too much to deal with I don't want to deal with that anymore and I fell in love with Tartu then after that it's like why why would I go somewhere else mm -hmm. yeah if I if I found a job found good friends um, yeah the important thing is being able to go and visit the family and, and that's it so yeah. Mm. And what did your family or friends say back home? Uh, when I well, obviously, I mean, I am the last of um, of uh, four brothers, so we're four. Oh wow, big family. And, and I was the last one, so yeah, obviously, going so far away causes like a distress, especially you know the parents, father and mother, like no, we're never gonna see you again. <laughs> So that, that was sad because we we're very close in that sense. So mm -hmm. it was kind of uh, uh, emotionally, it was very hard. It was very tough. But they were happy that um, because, you know, they they always thought that I had more opportunities, more opportunities if I continue developing outside mm. than if I stay only Even Colombia. if Bogota is such a big city and such a big country, still like... More yeah, be, because there was something, I mean, I, I don't know, there was something when I was growing up, my brother was always telling me, it's like, why, why you, you should go away from this country, you, 
you're not from around here in that <laughs> sense. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe I have always, I was like the black sheep in that sense, you know, everybody was listening to salsa, you know, to all this kind of tropical rhythms and I was listening to classical music. <laughs> Arcangelo Corelli, Vivaldi, whatever. It's like mm -hmm. I, I had this kind of taint for Europe all, the, all my life, for history mm -hmm. and I don't know, there was something, something about it. And I, I didn't, and I ended up in Estonia. In, I guess you ended up in the place that you want to be somehow. I didn't plan to come to Estonia mm -hmm. from early on. It's just something that happened. And and yeah, and here mm -hmm. I am. My the, thoughts, I guess my good thoughts had, had led me here. Maybe you manifested your future, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destiny. You, destiny. Mm -hmm. If you keep thinking about something, I guess. What are um, Colombian people like in general? Oh, we're, there's so much diversity inside Colombia. I mean, there is there is diversity. There is all shades. In, in <laughs> I'm talking about skin color. There is all shades. Okay. Not as white as Estonian. It's like Brazil as well. Then, like yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and and it's pretty diverse. So depending on the on the region, uh, you meet different types of uh, of people. But um, we, I mean. In general, we tend to be very kind to foreigners because we, because sometimes in our country a lot of bad stuff happens, oh. uh, and we are eager to try to show them that you know at least <laughs> if we send this foreigner with a good experience, you know at least. So it's not all bad. Will, yeah, <laughs> nobody will talk uh, trash about our country outside, and uh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 kind of very broad in that sense, but very people is very warm in that sense. They want to know where you are, try to take care of you, you know. Yeah, but sometimes between our people, between ourselves, we're not that kind. We're always suspicious. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of tends to be also the deal with Estonians. I don't know if you noticed, but I think it's a societal thing. Like it's easier to embrace other cultures sometimes, or sometimes also harder. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But uh, then your own, you know, the closest person. So do you think that, uh, or have you noticed any kind of like um, stereotypes of uh, Estonian people compared to Colombian people now? <laughs> um, stereotypes. Um, yeah. I guess um, in that part when you when, when you mentioned that uh, people tend to be very suspicious and not get involved. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the main examples was that. Uh, the previous apartment where I was living. I mean, the, there is a person that always smokes mm -hmm. and opens the window, smokes, and he lives in the in the floor below me. The smell was like you know terrible. I just close the window, but one day I was at the computer and starts smelling like something like like burned rubber. I was saying, where the hell is this? Is did I left something on? I was looking and looking and looking and I opened the, uh, the the door from the bathroom and everything was like kind of blurry. It's like, at first I thought like, damn it, I have spent too much time in the computer. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I realized that it's actually smoke and it's coming from the ventilation system. Oh. And I don't know how long this was going because I have felt this smell for a long time. There was nobody, nobody <laughs> did anything. <laughs> And uh, just went downstairs and found more smoke, and uh, and I started knocking on the door, and I remember that there was this lady on the on the door, and next to it, she opened the door, looked at me, and then closed the door again. And uh, I, then the funny thing is, like I called the police, 
sen matahan appi. Eso es casa ragging inglés es que el Good start. So like calling emergency and then I just um, send over send over to my pass the phone to my to my girlfriend and she started talking with the uh, with, with, with the person but they were kind of discussing that hey maybe this is not um, an emergency maybe some somebody just burned some food and it was like um, and I was like Jesus I can see the smoke this <laughs> is an emergency and then and, and, and then in the end in five minutes there was like two fire trucks, police, ambulance, <laughs> like the whole charade there was. And it was actually, it was actually awesome. But the story was like the guy actually drink so much. Mm -hmm. He passed out and left the kitchen uh, on and something was actually cut, something cut, something cut fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the fire truck just lift the crane above the it was like the fourth floor so mm -hmm. lift the crane and they look and they saw that there was a guy unconscious on the floor oh and um yeah that's pretty bad so you was, saved the day i i saved the day so once yeah. the firemen saw the guy unconscious and they, they the other guys just broke the door mm -hmm. and they pulled this guy out and it was like he was not not really in his best shape mm -hmm. but then after all this thing happened then I met the neighbors for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a silver lining to the yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Also, so it was kind of funny, but it's like there was, it was mixed. You know, it was half uh -huh. Estonians, half Russians. And then it's like, you know, <laughs> now you had the connection point. Like, yeah. oh, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah. And they were, and, they, and then they were asking, oh, what happened? It's like, until you notice the smoke, <laughs> like you know, the smoke was actually going through all the ventilation. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has respiratory problems, sleeps through it, might not wake up after that. Mm -hmm. CO2, yeah, pretty scary. CO2 poisoning. So yeah, but I guess it's also because I'm always like um, a little bit paranoid of everything. You know, living in Colombia teaches you to be in alert mode all the time. How is that? <laughs> yeah, because you're. I think there's something. Something that in Estonia I have seen is like people don't like to make eye contact at all. Mm -hmm. Not really, yeah. No, it really is, it feels uncomfortable. I have noticed, but it's something that I do unconsciously because I'm always like, you know, profiling the, the next threat. Where is it coming from? <laughs> you don't want to, I don't want to That's get... That's why uh, Latin American people make eye contact, yeah? To yeah, profile yeah, yeah. the next threat, not to hit on people. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a good excuse, yeah. <laughs> It's a double-edged sword. Uh, we use it both ways. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, 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 there's something that I'm trying to change. But th then I was wondering, what if you actually want to talk to somebody? How do you approach them? That's mm -hmm. still a mystery. Well, it's kind of like uh, taming the fox from the, the, the little prince uh, <laughs> story, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> you got to sit a little bit closer uh, and then a little bit closer and then say hi and then hope that they don't run away. <laughs> Not to scare the Estonians, you know. <laughs> no, or, in, yeah, or, or in my experience, um, wait two years of uh, intermittent <laughs> conversations <laughs> and suddenly one day, hey, would you like to have a coffee? And then 
<laughs> then, then you know you're in. <laughs> then, then you know you're in. <laughs> then you're warmed up. <laughs> yes, warmed up. It takes time. Takes so time that's the perfect it. stereotype of Estonian people. Yeah. Don't want to get involved. That might take two years to warm up. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, no eye contact. <laughs> no eye contact. But it takes time to make Estonian friends. But uh, but once you make them, there you will not get rid of them at no. all. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a people's person in that sense. I like to to have friends, have people to talk to, because I, I believe that. And uh, talking with people is uh, also means some growth. You, know, mm -hmm. you talk to people, you are actually, it's a reflection of what of, of yourself and then you're learning from yourself also and you're learning from others. And not having people to talk to for me is like the dead completely. Mm. Uh, so, so I need to talk to people. I need to meet people, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm always like in this state of uh, processing information. Yeah. And it's really awesome to, to meet people and talk to them. And, you know, especially if you have a connection you now. Hmm. But how about uh, in Estonia? Do you have uh, more Estonian friends or foreign friends, or or what's your life like here in uh, Estonia I, right now? In, in since <laughs> I was like, um, I think I have more Estonian friends oh, than than nice. foreigners friends. Yeah, because I always I wanted to you know fit in here mm -hmm. because my once I understood that I wanted to be here then my focus should be, you know, on the locals. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people who come here, they kind of uh, get, you know, very uh, in tune with their own group of people, but and yeah. especially foreigners, like it's easier to speak to other foreigners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, that's the problem. For example, I met some a group of Colombians here. Uh, they're doing some PhD in biology, the other one in chemistry. But the problem is that they always hang hang together. And one of these ladies was telling me, like, you know, this is my problem right now. I'm hanging only with Colombians and I need to practice my English. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so. How uh, did you get to know so many Estonians or how did you found this connection with Estonians? Uh, through work, mainly, and through friends, friends of friends, you know. And then, uh, then there are some people that you uh can have more um connection with you know, it's like more more affinity you know maybe mm -hmm. same field may same similar interest and uh, and i have like you know a broad set of interests i don't like to focus on one thing you know mm -hmm. so you see their movies it's art it's music i have i think i have one son in friend for each kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> the one that likes to go running the one that likes to go drinking the one that likes to go only drinking beer <laughs> uh, People that make art, uh, programmers, uh, game developers. So they, they're separated on mm -hmm. different interests. But I, I haven't found everything in one person, no. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Haven't hit the jackpot yet. Yeah, mm -hmm. Maybe that's not even the point, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the more, the, the more the merrier. Yeah. Is there anything surprising about Estonians that you learned when you were here? I, I know you say you came with, I guess, with no expectations, but... Um, yeah, because I, I mean, when my friend uh, Irene told me about uh, Estonia, I never heard of the country before. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so my only reference to Estonia and uh, to Estonia was her, uh, and then yeah, you need to know more, more the people. One of one of the things that actually shocked me sometimes was like, um, how is the family relations? Oh. Um, like, um, sometimes there, I met people that haven't spoken to their parents uh, for a long time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that surprises you? Uh, yeah, that surprises me. Yeah, because it's a little bit different, uh, 
well, at least in my family, maybe I'm just generalizing, but for me, it was kind of strange that, you know, it's your, your mother, your father, you know, they gave you your life. <laughs> I know you didn't ask about, about, uh, about it, but, uh, but, you know, staying close to this is, uh, to them is for me, is quite important. And, and, and I think it's also related to, it's, it's a cultural difference. I don't think it's good or bad or mm -hmm. it's just, it is what it is. But I think it's also being self-sufficient is very important to Estonian, to, to, mm -hmm. to Estonian people. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, if you're, you cannot help somebody that doesn't want to be helped, you, know, you have to help yourself. Uh, you have to be self-sufficient and you know, do your things yourself and, and be, you know, don't depend too much on others mm. yeah we need to spread out like can you imagine all estonians living together with their families like half of the country would be like empty <laughs> also true <laughs> true true and probably the other half would kill each other like in a matter of minutes <laughs> do you think that estonian people are like uh, very warm and affectionate or is it rather that they we are so independent and we are so like polite and hold to ourselves that it's very hard to make contact with us it's uh, it's hard <laughs> to make contact and and i think um um you have your priorities straight uh, at least that's how it looks from the outside but okay. uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah but it comes to when it gets like something a little bit more emo emotional involved, they, they just don't want to get involved. They just, you know, sometimes I feel like um, feelings. Um, uh, it's, um, <laughs> Not an Estonian no, thing. No, it's, <laughs> a difficult thing. Topic, right? it's, it's, it's a difficult topic. I myself haven't uh, cracked this puzzle yet, but because I think they just express in a different way. I used to, I, I have a friend that uh, she used to take me to this, um, uh, meetings when their people read their poems mm -hmm. and like uh, well mostly they were mostly in Estonian I shared some in Spanish and English but trying to understand like you know the the poems and how do they uh, express things mm -hmm. it's like most of the time felt felt to me like there was something sad and depressing around it um, <laughs> there was not no, no happy poems I couldn't feel <laughs> I couldn't feel like, you know, like a positive poem. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Maybe we're so used to expressing only our like uh, negative feelings that uh, being happy is not very common for an Estonian. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It's just that uh, I, I feel that... Um, or maybe I, I, the sad words rhyme better and then <laughs> maybe, maybe it is it's like I, 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 I'm, I'm not like completely fluent in the in that and I so I wish I could understand more about it, but it's still for me, it's like, I don't understand how Estonians mm -hmm. feel in mm -hmm. a sense, you know, what, what triggers them, you know, their emotions. The only moment where I have seen this happening <laughs> is on Laulupidu. <laughs> the amount of crying Estonians I saw that day, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. I understand that this is an important day, but I, after that point, the first time I went there, it's like, Jesus, all these people are crying around me. What's going on? <laughs> and then, yeah, and, and it is a very, you know, uh, that's very close to their heart, their country, their, um, mm -hmm. you know, this uh, singing revolution, the history is something that really evokes uh, a lot of passions, a lot of um, positive thoughts. And it's like, it's amazing to see people so united around. And when, when you hear, um, 
people singing in Laudopiro mm -hmm. is, is magical for me. That was that was shocking. If I would say like, it just keeps, keeps me the goosebumps just to think to to remember how it feels to to hear these songs, even if I didn't understand anything. I think music has a language by itself. I I felt what they were trying to say. Mm -hmm. It was it's, it's awesome. But yeah, I think these kind of things are closer to the song. Maybe they feel in a different way. Um, forest, not forest, nature. That's something that really, like you know, puts a smile on on Estonian people. Oh. So going to the forest, picking up berries, <laughs> enjoying enjoying the and yeah. that that second to grilling. Grilling is <laughs> a very thing, you know. Let's make a barbecue. Just, just such looking. Let's yeah. just grill something. And they're both like summer activities and like warm weather activities. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like you you notice during winter time or like when it's colder, or then you don't see that many people? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I have noticed. Ah, one of the shocking things that 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 I noticed was like um, yeah, I had a, a colleague named Elmo and. He actually, <laughs> he actually went uh, uh, running with shorts oh. in the winter. Okay. I mean, he he's a long distance runner, but, but Jesus, it's, it's winter. It's minus fifteen degrees, and he takes off his clothes, just puts some shorts, and goes running. <laughs> That's not that common, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I guess this is yeah. the level. This is the level of commitment and discipline that uh -huh. he has. He has reached that level when he can do these things. You know. I myself once um, I almost got to the hospital because I decided to run on a snowstorm, thinking like, "Yeah, I can do this." Like, you know, uh -huh. I, <laughs> well, Estonians at least have common sense. Uh, running in a snowstorm, what on earth were you thinking? So it's like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. And it's like, you know, next thing it's like my my lungs were filling with fluid, and it was like. It's not a competition, you know. Competition, yeah, yeah. I almost uh, my 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 life in Estonia almost ended <laughs> right there. <laughs> Better to like just in case take the direction to towards the hospital already. <laughs> just yes, yes, yes. And so I learned from my mistakes. Never run again. <laughs> I like I like that approach. You're more like my kind of people. Never run again. Never Did run. it once. Didn't really like it. Didn't not, really like do it. not recommend. <laughs> Did it once. I like I didn't at uh, at one point. I didn't like running, and then I started liking it, and then I had injuries, and then I started missing running. So oh. now I'm like love to get back to it, oh, yeah. getting slowly back to it. So. Yeah, yeah, I used to be like a, 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 a more like a gym creature, but I got injured doing a leg press like in 2017, and, and ever since I've been in a recovery process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it exaggerated like. For 400 pounds and something like that. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that that's looks like uh, the amount for an injury. That sure yeah, does. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> it's like, you know, so, yeah, so my, my right knee hasn't been cooperating with me for sports. So at least cycling, that I can do, but mm -hmm. that's it. Maybe you, yeah. Need some physio exercises. <laughs> yes, yes. Give you some contacts later. Nearest yeah. hospital. You probably already know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Seems like you are a frequent flyer there. Yes, just a frequent flyer. Uh, ha I have been there a couple of times, even when they don't want me there. Huh? Oh, okay, okay. How about your Estonian? How is that going on? My Estonian? Well, 
You said a few uh, words uh, before, and that actually sounded pretty all right. Yeah, yeah. Besides the tourist. <laughs> <laughs> or a tourist. It's like saying tourist. Tourist can be as well. Jesus, I just just said it, and I still cannot tell the difference. Like, I'm pretty sure that if I use that word again, I will mess it up like so bad. It's like Spanish with the arroz. 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 You can, okay, arroz is an easy one, but when you got like some like uh, words where it's like uh, B sounds like V or vice versa and you're like confused and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one, one of my friends t- taught me that this uh, this O with the tilde on top uh, that he told me that just pretend you're a caveman and say <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good explanation <laughs> and then it's like really? and then it seems like well, that yeah. so sometimes I make weird faces when I'm trying to use that <laughs> something but so. you gotta smile when you say that Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Or you're gonna say ooh. 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 <laughs> it's like saying you, but <laughs> yeah. So then, but yeah, I guess I, I have taken a, a couple of courses for the A1. Okay, a couple because I failed the first one. And, uh, <laughs> That's fine. And Estonia is hard. So I guess I'm I'm in A1. Okay. And I'm looking forward to make the the, the next the uh, second to, to the second level one. up. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. But I'm always trying to learn, trying to, you know, I guess the important thing is to understand the grammar. Yeah. Because the key is the key to Estonian language is understand the grammar to be able to speak more. Yeah. I've heard the the thing that uh, in some languages, like English, Mm -hmm. German, you need really little words to start making sentences. But in Estonian, you really need in the beginning to learn a lot of words, a lot of structure, and then it gets easier and easier to put things together. Ah. But in like English, German, you need little and then you already can start making like me, you, go, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Estonian, it's like yeah, I would say Spanish was one of those really simple ones, actually. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine learning Estonian. I really can. I'm so glad I was born here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when you're yeah. truly motivated, it's like, you know, oh, babandus minu veini pokalon. <laughs> well, that's a good one. That means like, uh, excuse me, my uh, wine uh, glass is empty. Yes, yes. And then the bartender is like, oh, he's a good one. That sounds good. Yes, and that's uh, what keeps uh, the Estonian rolling tennis, you know, motivation. I want more wine. How do I ask for it? <laughs> well, that kind of sings into why I learned Spanish too. <laughs> that was... <laughs> the worst sentences they teach you anyway it's, uh, like pretty understandable <laughs> I don't know. some important things first and mm-hmm. then you get to mm-hmm. the niceties and the and you know how to be polite yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so what do you think you would tell other people about learning a story and do you think it's worth it uh i think it's it's if you're a language nerd go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> because the grammar is actually quite interesting and it, and it might help you it might make it easier learning other languages for some reason, that's mm. why, something that I have heard. Um, I mean, if you're if you're uh, like you know, if you're studying languages, I guess if you learn Estonian, Hungarian will feel like home in that sense. 
they said it's in Hungarian. Yeah, it's a Finno-Greek language. Yeah, yeah. so Hungarian, language. Finnish, and Estonian have the same roots. Yeah, yeah, it's the same language family, but actually, there's it's quite different. Like <laughs> yes. my sister speaks Hungarian, and she mm-hmm. says like uh, the main thing that is the same is the grammatical system mm. <laughs> that they change the word as well. Like on table, under the table, they change the word table as well, and they have even more. Like they have like 22, 24 cases. Oh God! So yeah, it's twenty four cases. It's only sixteen. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> that's so <enough>. <laughs> that's only only advisable if you're a language nerd. So, but uh, but if you're gonna live here, I think it's very necessary, especially because not on not not everybody is is doing is in IT, and uh, to get there is a lot of good job offers, and if you speak Estonian, so it's very important to to mm. speak Estonian. So in terms of like just job opportunities, you job would say that it's and important. also being able to talk to people, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, because I'm missing, I think I'm missing half of the story about, about Estonians is, is because I don't speak the language. I don't communicate with them in, in a language that they, you know, they will open up easier. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the emotions are hidden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah. That's, that, that actually makes pretty <laughs> Because they say sense. like uh, lost in conversation, but in Estonian you have to read between the lines a lot. But if you don't, can't even read the lines, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be very hard to Absolutely. read between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's one of the main reasons that I, I would like. I would like to get to a point where I can write a poem in Estonian. Oh, okay, that's a goal already. That's yeah. a goal. If that's there's anybody goal. out there that wants to teach John uh, Estonian so that he can write the poem in Estonian, hit me. Hit me up. Call me maybe. <laughs> People in this podcast has my contacts. Are you also single? <laughs> Should we just say that? We have a viewer. This is turning into a dating site. Call now. 1-800-605-405. That's yes. a good one. That's a good one. What are your favorite words in Estonian or any other expressions that you like? Kurate. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, solves a lot of problems. Just solves a lot of problems. And mm. the, other, the second one is... No need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. It can be used in many contexts. Like, mm-hmm. or yeah, the Finns have uh, the, the definitely Finns turned it into a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but is it Estonian also? <laughs> well, yeah, Estonians also use the word noni, but uh, it's like in in Finnish, I guess uh, there's um, more reasons or more translations to and use cases for uh-huh. that. But in Estonian, you can do the same thing. Like okay, because I have seen a lot of my colleagues before they're going to get into something difficult. Mm-hmm. They take a deep breath, it's like, <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then start going for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess the translation would be like, kurat is like shit, and no ni, ni is like, so. so. And like, yeah. And like, I think Italians have like, allora. Or like oh, things oh like that. interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Learn mm-hmm. something, something more. Awesome. Yeah, I think that what where will be my third point? Ah, yeah, <laughs> uskumatu. Ooh, I love that. One. Why is that your thing? <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I like that word. I use it in many contexts, even when it's not necessary. Like, <laughs> oh, I found the solution. Uskumatu. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, and that's something that you know you speak a little bit Estonian. You try that also gets nice uh, feedback from Estonians. Like you know, yes. I remember that. Um, I once got into into a cab and there was this Estonian driver 
And we party is all at home, you know, in Colombia. Oh, you could have. And then he started talking. I could read. I can understand that he was talking that, oh, people here, like, you know, Benelane, <laughs> Messi, no, no, call Masta, hey, hey, no Estonia, no Estonia, your Estonian is very good. It's like, keep learning. It was like, okay. It's like, I, I don't know that much, but uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's one very common thing that a lot of people who are living here or a lot of Estonians take um, notice of. If mm-hmm. foreigners come here and even whether it's out of respect or just mm-hmm. out of necessity, yeah. when they learn some Estonian, it's, it's just a sign of respect to us, I think, I mm-hmm. feel, because Estonian isn't spoken by so many people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's only like, what, 1.3 million, let's say 1 million people, because the 0.3 is also like uh, kind of foreigners living in Estonia <laughs> that are Estonian, but might not always speak Estonian. Yeah. So I think Estonians take a lot of pride and in people who make the effort to learn Estonian, because we mm-hmm. do realize it's not an easy language to learn. Yeah, it is not an easy language to learn, but yeah, I'm looking forward to actually you know, learn it to a conversational level at some point. Because mm-hmm. I'm living here, so I should do. <laughs> I should do it. <laughs> yeah, yep, might be useful. <laughs> yeah, so, like like I said, um, I mean, I, it's not only about uh, work. I think it's also about 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 people. I think people, a lot of people, have interesting stories, mm-hmm. uh, especially the ones that don't speak English, only Estonian. I think, and they're like you know already from a previous generation, I wish sometimes I can actually talk to them and mm-hmm. ask yeah. them things about to make some, to document all these anecdotes or something, because mm-hmm. I think it's part of the, of the culture. We should just send you somewhere in the middle of the forest, yeah. to some, uh, you know, some granny and live there for a whole summer and you'll be done, like good to go. Yeah. Because they probably won't speak any English, yeah. so you will just hear Estonian intensely. But the, the, the good thing would be to understand something. So well, yeah, but soon you will understand uh, as well out of yeah. necessity because, you know, when you hear the same things over and over again, then eventually you will learn. Yeah. yeah. Like a kid, you know, I think that's part of the reason why a lot of grown-ups have trouble mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. new languages because they're too afraid to make the mistakes. Like mm-hmm. when you're a kid, when you speak wrong, you don't really care. You just still stay like the, uh, I need Apple now like you make like very simple sentences but you don't really uh, care about the fact whether it's correct grammatically or not Mm -hmm. and i think as grown-ups we'll kind of lose that ability to be a little bit like um careless about Mm -hmm. it like like i don't care like how it looks like i'm trying so i think that's the very important part here as well like not to judge yourself for not knowing all the words, but to praise yourself for uh, trying mm-hmm. and for uh, continuing to try. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I guess yeah. I have no shame. <laughs> but that's good. I yeah. think that's about, that's actually a good thing yeah. for having no shame in learning yeah, languages. Yeah, maybe some, sometimes I guess, what's wrong with this guy? It's like, he's, he's trying to speak. Just go along with it. <laughs> and I think in, in general, like Estonian people generally tend to like the fact that people learn languages mm-hmm. when they correct you. It's not out of like uh, wanting to do any malice. It's just, uh, you know, one of those things mm-hmm. that we do. Yeah. It's not to insult anybody. We just try to help. Um, but on occasion as well, like you might come 
across people who are trying to help you in other ways. Like they start speaking English with you instead of Estonian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which might not be helpful at all. So if you find somebody that wants to speak Estonian with you, hold on mm -hmm. to them. They're good. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. we should make like a boot camp, like uh, collect a lot of foreigners who want to learn Estonian, then collect those Estonian nannies that are... Or grannies. 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 <laughs> yeah. Board, yeah. Them together in a forest, like for a week or 10 days or something. And then no yeah. interference. There. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No Sounds like immersive language program. So. Here we go. Found in Estonia. Yeah. yeah. I found a granny yeah. in the middle of the forest <laughs> and Estonian as yes. well. <laughs> so write to us. Let us know if you know any grannies yes. or people if you would be interested. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just bring together. It's like adopt yeah. adopt a granny. <laughs> yeah. Space we have. Like Estonia has a lot of space. So we will find that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some grannies left as well. So we're in the middle of forest that need some help. You know, you could spend your summer <laughs> swimming in the lakes and then yeah. maybe doing a couple of odd jobs like you know <laughs> chopping wood yeah making sauna talking about sauna yeah <laughs> what's your story you with been? sauna what do you think? yeah yeah and um i mean for me it was kind of a shock uh <laughs> okay. that was the shocking part <laughs> i mean like you know in my life i think if I see, if I seen like uh, older men naked has been that, you know, I think it's once because my father had an open heart surgery and, uh, you know, I was helping him mm -hmm. to do everything again because it was a very long recovery, but, uh, being in a sauna when the, everybody, <laughs> I just went to the sauna and it was like, oh, and I, w I remember that I was, I entered the sauna alone. Um, I think one of these. One of these occasions was in, I was in Aura Kescos mm -hmm. and I would just sit there and I was like, oh, nice. Okay. I wouldn't hear, but I will not be here for too long, but then you got filled with, with, with guys, <laughs> everybody was naked and I was sitting in the lower stairs. I didn't know that you should, should sit upstairs and then, <laughs> and then the more thing, the, the more it got filled and it's like, I, I started feeling, I started feeling surrounded by asses and dicks all over my face and I was like, well, what the, what the fuck is this? And I was like the only one with a towel there is like, uh, okay. Sausage party. Yeah, it was a sausage party. Like, you know, it was kind of a, and then I guess, I guess this is the way. So I, in some occasions I have misinterpreted this. And then I went, once I went to, to the, it was, it was a mixed sauna and I just entered naked. I was like, oh, hello there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. That, and so there is, there, there, there is situations where this is okay, where this is not okay. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, the heat is like, you guys are like, Jesus, how I have five minutes in the sauna and I feel my eyes are boiling and you're, <laughs> and you're still like, a <laughs> years of training, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, ah, I remember in the, in the parties at, uh, at work, we have like these summer days or mm -hmm. winter days. A lot of companies have this. Yes. Uh, yeah, they were, they always played like, let's burn the foreigner and like, you know, they, they block the door and then they don't let me out and oh no, no I'm dying here. Like I'm melting. Did it surprise you that, uh, you know, you have these summer days and stuff with colleagues uh, where people go to sauna and like, they don't do like, you know, polite things like bowling or something. Oh. <laughs> Instead they just get naked in sauna. Yeah. I actually I kind of, I, I was shocked in a good way. Like, uh, this is awesome. Like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> the funny thing is like. I got to talk to my colleagues. That was the only moment where I got to talk to my colleagues like a lot. Oh, 
Why is that? Despite the (laughs) despite the fact that they were drunk, now you know we get actually to talk actually or do some activities Mm -hmm. together. But during the work time, it's like no, no, no. Everybody works. Everybody works. It's like your business focus. Yeah. Yeah, Is that not the case in uh, Colombia? Yeah, I mean, in 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 Colombia, we don't have we don't have a coffee time. We have like half an hour for lunch at most, and Mm -hmm. we have to come back like immediately. There is no, I'm going to make a coffee and come back. <laughs> this, this doesn't exist. No, I rest breaks every uh, hour. And, and, and the shifts are, and the, the, the working period is so long there. I, I, I mean, I think we work actually longer hours, but Estonians are far more productive. Mm. Why do you think that is? I, I think it's a matter of focus and discipline. Uh, and also the environment is very controlled. When I arrive to Estonian office, there is silence. <laughs> People yeah. can actually hear their own thoughts. Yes. Sometimes uh, when I remember working in Colombia, it's like, oh, somebody's putting some music in the background. There is a noise <laughs> of the cars. There is like an ambulance, police car. Somebody got shot, you know, stuff like that. Somebody turned on the news. Oh my God, look what's happening. No, no. Today in Colombia. Constant so, noise. Constant yeah. noise. That's something that I I think that's also the key. Like, uh, uh, um, I think I missed one part that uh, this whole mystery about silence. Mm-hmm. I think the, the day that I decided that I will come to live in Estonia uh, was not because I got only accepted to 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 the master in software engineering. Mm-hmm. Was after the first time because I asked my friend, "Hey, do you know any?" Estonian composers. Oh, okay. And she told me, oh, one of one of our famous ones is Arbo Part. Mm-hmm. And I heard for the first time Arbo Part de Tabula Rasa. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, yeah, it like- was like, <laughs> whoa, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Who are? I got fascinated by Estonian That's culture cool. after that in Estonian music. Have you been to the Arbo Part uh, Museum or the house? He has I know that there Laulasma. is a house. Is, is, in, is it in Parno? It's what? in Laulasma. Laulasma, yeah. no. I've been looking looking forward to, to go there at some point. Yeah, you should go. I think I found out that there is a Arbo Part home like uh, three months ago. Uh, I don't know how long has, has it been there. But by the way, years, have you been to the Estonian National Museum? Erm. Well, um, <coughs> <laughs> I have. I, I've been to the lobby, actually. I've been to a event. <laughs> <laughs> To a fancy, Plus. fancy event in the lobby, I but think. I haven't actually been in. Oh. I should have learned which button does the applause oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can try a random one. No. <laughs> that was a random one. How do you turn it off? I think you have to wait it out. How long is this thing? <laughs> That's the embarrassing pause. Close like, your eyes. Uh, oh, this is for the voiceover. Oh, okay. That, that's I don't know way. how long this is going to take. And it's gone. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Arbo Part was like a really nice influence. And uh, yeah, so it's, for me it was magical. So it's like, damn it, yes, I'm going there. Mm, yeah you should go to the house house museum as well mm-hmm. it's really cool like in front of the house he has like this um uh pattern of um not sticks but like lines and they're mm-hmm. in different uh lengths and at the first glance you're like hmm that's random but then they're actually 
uh, like the length and everything is according to uh, his music, like one of his songs that mm-hmm. the, it makes this rhythm mm-hmm. that's in front of it. Oh. oh, awesome. Yes. Live and learn. It's pretty cool. <laughs> what about food? Hmm. Have you tasted anything weird here or is everything like bueno? <laughs> well, Muy bueno. <laughs> back in Colombia, I'm, I'm, I was a guy of meat, potatoes and rice. Okay. Here there is no rice. Mm-hmm. I'm in, in the indigenous community, there is, they changed the rice for salad. There so, is rice. Yeah, there is. <laughs> it's but, just not choosing but, rice. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, but but basically, you know, they always is meat and potatoes. It's more common meat, potatoes, and mm-hmm. because they say like you don't have if you have potatoes, you don't need to have rice in the same dish. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but I I didn't care. I mean, in Colombia, it's like I I wanted my rice and my potatoes. <laughs> rice was very part important part of every dish we made there. But the thing is, like, you know, I feel at home in that sense. Mm. Meat, potatoes, there is no beef here. Mm. Like, and I know you can find beef. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, my my father actually is raising beef cattle. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, like, when if, if, if you go to Colombia, we have like the same similar standard, like in Argentina, like, you know, the beef is like you pay for a big chunk of beef, like really big. And here is the quality. It's very, the good quality is very expensive. So it's not Mm -hmm. common. Pork and chicken are more affordable, more common, and they're still delicious. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I miss beef uh, a lot, uh, I guess. Um, And for example, we also have Beriborst in in Colombia. It has a weird name. It's called Morcilla. Morcilla. I don't know where this word comes from. (laughs) It's just a name that we gave it to, to it. But I like the Estonian berry boards more. Mm. Mm. Sausage. Yes. We finally, we have now, what, two votes for berry <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, keep eating berry <laughs> You're going to be good. Good for your iron levels. Yeah. <laughs> make, make us proud. Eat berry <laughs> Yes, exactly. Do you think that is the most uh, Estonian thing to eat in Estonia? I think it's the most Estonian thing to eat during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's... Uh, but uh, in general, uh, the Estonian uh, is like uh, meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's your impression of Estonian food. I mean, I love meat and potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> Why will anybody eat something else? And, but yeah, people have, you know, everybody has their own, mm-hmm. their own taste, their own taste that they want. And and other thing, like, I like kohuke. <laughs> okay. Estonians have... Mm-hmm. Perfection, the portable cheesecake. That's a portable cheesecake. Okay, so that's how you would explain what kohuke is. Yeah, yeah, some sort of portable cheesecake. Portable cheesecake. I like that one. That's nice. You can take this pack cheesecake with you anywhere. Well, not too far away. Otherwise, it will melt and it would turn into a mess. But it is. I'm ready to eat. Do you have a favorite kohuke brand? The one with the cat. Mm. <laughs> the one with the cat. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I think no, I think that's a Terevon. The one with the weird cat uh, that looks in there. Yeah, which but they have a few, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but which reminds me of an anecdote that <laughs> with with this ignorance uh, of the Estonian language when I first was here, my friend actually she told me, John, we need some milk. Uh, please bring some milk, and mm-hmm. then be useful. And I, okay, I will. And then I went to get some milk, and it's like. 
I saw a carton box and it's like, oh, there is a cow here. I'll bring this. <laughs> and then I brought this and then she looked at the, and the box and said, what the fuck is this? It's like, I brought you the milk. It's like, this is not milk, but it has a cow on the cover. What do you mean? And then it says, it didn't say beam, it said... Um, kefir? Kefir. Uh, do you know what kefir is? Yeah, now I know. <laughs> do you like it? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> kefir is, I guess, sa- sour milk or buttermilk? I'm not entirely sure me, what is sour milk. For me, it was like a yogurt without <laughs> taste. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the problem is that the first months that I came here, I had a flatmate uh, when I was living in the studying dur- st- student dormitories. His name is John. John, I know you're going <laughs> to hear about this. And when I came here, it's like, hey, what do you guys eat here? Like, you know, I want to, you know, to feel more Estonian. Oh, yes, we like Kama in Kefir very much. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and I, you know, trying to be, you know, more Estonian. Mm-hmm. For the next three months straight, my breakfast was kefir and kama. Oh, I love the commitment. And then it's like, and I was like basically dying. I think my cholesterol just rocked up and then my blood pressure was already screwed up. And after three months, he actually just, (laughs) just opened up laughing like, John, I have seen you doing this for so long. I actually was joking. We actually don't have kama. Like this often. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> I think an average Estonian maybe it's come on once a year yeah. In, yeah, yeah, a max. Yeah, I was actually I don't Same. think that amount of kama and the way I was preparing it, I actually think was killing me. Slowly. That's really good that you embraced it. You're like, I wanna be Estonian, I wanna blend in, let's just keep eating kama. Just keep eating kama is like, you know. <laughs> I think that the best way to be to be Estonian is to speak the language. So it doesn't uh, matter what color you are. If you speak Estonian, <laughs> you're set. So for anybody that doesn't know what Kama is, what would you say Kama uh, is? Kama is... Um, the stuff. <laughs> the brown it's, stuff. It's yeah. the thing. Next to Belmeni, it's the thing. <laughs> the, I don't know. It's like something that you grind it, turn it to a powder, and it's supposed to be eatable. that's a good good like explanation could be almost anything you know you don't know if it's wheat uh, hernes or what it is some there is something there that grow (laughs) at some point and then it was grinded and turned into a powder yes that's a very fair yeah Yeah. actually you're doing pretty good (laughs) you're doing pretty good do you know the word comma like some people use it just to as a slang word as well like you know like um uh, like stuff Stuff. Yeah, oh. it's like, oh, yeah, no, Kusankama. Yeah. Where's the stuff? Like, where are the uh, goods? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or Mulankama. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can actually form a lot of sentences using yeah. the word Kama. Mulankama. Yeah. Kama kaks means like, like yeah. everything. It's like uh, the Irish say, um, fuck all. <laughs> like, what's happening? Fuck all. Essentially means the opposite. Kama kaks. Yeah. Kama kaks. Exactly. <laughs> So next to Uskumatu, you can use that one uh, to impress people. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I have added a new word to my repertoire. Exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there anything else you would like other foreigners to know if they want to move to Estonia? Um, yeah, be prepared for the dark days. Like, you know, when autumn starts coming, the days will start getting shorter and the lack of sunlight affect people that 
come from us from more sunnier countries yeah and second thing it's like um, don't make eye contact so much it's not the way um be polite you know it's like um, but don't know, say hello to everybody don't say hello to everybody don't <laughs> smile either don't <laughs> smile either and that's something that is actually quite interesting that you mention it but you know the smile thing um i i, I learned this from my my good friend um, from ukraine she was one of the one of the colleagues in the in the in the master uh, she's from um, Yaroslava, um and she told me that you know i don't smile I only smile to people that I care about or like <laughs> because I don't like to smile into anybody that doesn't deserve my smile. Aww, and I was okay. like, speaking, uh, uh, speak, but, it, but it, it also got me interested in to understanding like what, what, why is this? I think there is some historic background on why people mm -hmm. are so suspicious, suspicious of, of each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think go all the way back to the, to the, Soviet Union times where yeah. there's this Most military likely. political police that, you know, if sometimes neighbors turn on neighbors or even relatives and turn relatives. Oh, he's not, yeah. uh, he's mm -hmm. like against, against the party or something like that. And I guess this sense of, you know, what are you trying to do? Why are mm -hmm. you smiling? Are you crazy? Are you up to something? This mm -hmm. is not right. Something's going on. <laughs> something like, fishy mm -hmm. happening yeah. here. And, and yeah, don't make compliments to Estonian women. Why? What? No! No, no, don't tell foreigners not to tell compliments to students. This is the only time we get the compliments. <laughs> we need to keep them coming. Yeah. This, 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 this will actually backfire in most cases, maybe not all cases, but yeah, this will backfire badly. No, it's just don't expect us to be good at accepting compliments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good uh -huh. clarification. Yeah, <laughs> or like just... make it like uh, tell you why you're making the compliment, like something like, "Oh, I I liked your distinct because do 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 do." Like, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like I'm not hitting on you. I'm just telling you, you're a beautiful woman. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Instantly, there. I think what think it, what I think it happens is they think, "Oh, he wants to date me, marry me," and then they start thinking about children, house, and, <laughs> yeah. and the color of the kids, and then it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Because it's a very huge stereotype in Estonia, I would say, uh, by men, I guess, that's that's where it's come from, that foreign men are going to come to Estonia and steal away their women that they don't want anyway or don't have the room for anyway, because in Estonia you have more women, right? So that's why we're always like malnourished in terms of compliments. So it's good if sometimes... <laughs> Foreigners come here and tell us nice things about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, because Estonian men are like, you know, silent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they say they love you, and that's it. Once in your life. <laughs> yes, but uh, I have a I have a Estonian friend. that's like mm -hmm. he is that type of Estonian, but his way of saying I love you is, I got you a house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And that's uh, and then the well, lady, some women uh, likes that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's another way. Mm. <laughs> But some might not, and so it's <laughs> like, you know. And I actually started thinking about it, like as a, as a programmer, that maybe that's uh, the most optimal way. <laughs> <laughs> How much energy would you save, you know, like, you know, flowers, dates, you just come up with the house straightforward, and that's it. <laughs> the matter is settled. It's practical. It yes. goes to the point. Yes. 
Historians are very practical. Once they decide, they decide. Yeah, and have yeah. you noticed how flimsy they are before yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, that's something that I have noticed. Like once a Estonian woman is obsessed with one man, that guy has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not going to get away so easily. Like, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking from personal experience, but I have seen this happening. Like, you Jesus. make it, you make it sound like a bad thing. <laughs> it's like considering no, no. the amount of men we have here, it's important <laughs> to hold on to the one that you get. You know, <laughs> not talking from, from experience. Yeah, yeah, from that perspective, yeah, it it, it 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 makes it makes sense. Yes, it's just I'm telling like most of the time. What I talk to women, because I have most, most of my friends are women. Most of the time when I ask them something, they don't know what they want. So the, the fact that she actually knows that this is the guy that she wants is like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> determination. So, determination, yeah. determination is like, you know. Decision has been made. Now. Decision has been made. Also, I have noticed that most of Estonians, they have one friend and this is the friend for life. <laughs> okay. It's like they grew up with this person and. Mm-hmm. They are the friends. Sometimes it's their only friend. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the friend, like, you know, they're very radical, like, you know, <laughs> in that sense, this is my friend. And then, you know, they no actually, room for anybody else. No room for anybody else. Uh. After, you know, this work relation and the friend, mm-hmm. not, not, not too many friends, the friend. Uh, that's, that's where the social part goes on. And but do you think it. it's a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think essentially if people have like this very, close friends or these like very long-term friendships, then they tend to be more intensive and more fulfilling for Estonians who anyways don't make that many friends. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think that's actually a more, a more honest relation. That, that's basically an additional relationship. That's basically yeah. a family yeah. that you pick uh, in that mm. sense. And it's actually nice to, to feel that you have somebody that you can rely on. Yeah. Like if you really are in a, t- in a tough situation, then mm-hmm. you know that, Hey, this is my friend and mm-hmm. I'm going to help him or we're going to be for that friend in every, in, in most of situations of his life, you know, mm-hmm. efficient that, again, like yeah. very efficient. pragmatic. Yeah. We just pick one and stick yes. to it. Yes. <laughs> no need to waste energy on why, anybody else. <laughs> why going to a bar, trying to get people to like me. <laughs> Fuck that. I have uh, Rauno. He's my friend. <laughs> I like, picked him years ago. Years ago. <laughs> he I never left. <laughs> Must be good. Yeah, like if you go to a hospital, they ask you for one friend who's like who they're going to call. So what is enough? <laughs> what if that one friend isn't home that day? Oh, yeah, then it's yes. yes. <laughs> because I remember one one of my friends. She when she went away for for because she studied Spanish mm-hmm. and she went uh, away to Spain for a couple of years. Her Estonian friends send send them a video, up and you know we miss you, blah blah blah, and it was like what, like they really miss her. And they, they they're always been it's always the three of them, three girls, and they're just mm-hmm. like they're just friends for life, no room for anybody else. <laughs> they might know somebody else from work, but, but there are the three of them always together. Do you have such uh, long term friends in uh, Colombia still? Yeah. Yeah, I have like uh, I have three three good friends there that you know I really miss miss a lot, and it, they look like that. In, in that sense, like I yeah. can relate to that to that feeling. I, I understand why there's the three of them together, like you know, 
but yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't ship my friends here. So, or how much are you in touch with your own family and your friends back in Colombia? Um, basically, every weekend we talk, especially uh, with my parents because they have entered into these later years of their life. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's very important for them that I just call them and just make time and just listen to what they did today, how they're doing, even if it's just simple stuff. It's it's really means a lot to them that, you know, they haven't been forgotten or whatever. Although my two brothers are still there, but, you know, um, it's important to, to keep in touch uh, with them. It really also makes me happy to know. Have any of them come to visit in Estonia or planning on coming to visit here? <laughs> or never? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, no, these this, no. this times is not like... Uh, good. The problem is like my, mm. my mother has a, um, a heart disease. Uh, and so she needs to be, you know, uh, she she doesn't tolerate the the change of pressure mm -hmm. so much. And an eleven or fifteen hour yeah, flight is might lot. be mm. too much for her. So she has to take like cruise ship or something uh, yeah, to Europe. Something like that. Oh yeah, it sounds actually quite lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> few yeah, months on the sea. <laughs> two months on the sea and no problem. Problem solved. Now that she hates the uh, ship, so oh, okay. so probably no. So I, it's it's better that I just go and visit. But we'll see when it, that's gonna be possible. Like you know, we'll, hopefully things change mm -hmm. for the best. I have a weird question to uh, end, mm, yeah. end the podcast. So <laughs> What's your favorite Estonian name? My favorite Estonian <laughs> name? <laughs> hmm. Already weird names. Oh, no. But favorite Estonian name would be Hendrik. Hendrik? Oh. <laughs> because my name, my second name is Henry. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. It's like your Estonian name would be Hendrik. Hendrik. Would be Jan, Jan Hendrik. Jan Hendrik. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do, um, is there any uh, weird Estonian traditions as well that you don't understand? Weird Estonian traditions that I understand. Yeah, why the fuck do you have to jump over the fire? <laughs> <laughs> For good luck. Because <laughs> you obviously have good luck if you didn't fall in. <laughs> Because we're really sportive. <laughs> it's a pagan way <laughs> thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just like to be in tune with our inner um, cavemen and women yeah. back in the day when we were still living in forests. <laughs> Johnny Five can be a dangerous time of yeah, the year. It usually is, if you haven't noticed yet. Yes. <laughs> Since it's the time for the ambulances to start. Yep, it's uh, usually the busiest time for ambulances, by ambulances the way. Ambulances or firemen. Yeah, that or uh, Laulupito. Laulupito also. <laughs> of course, like people are uh, too much huddled up. We're not used to being mm. in such close encounters. Oh, well. <laughs> That's a nice place to end this podcast. Yeah, actually. in a world where there's Yanni Bab. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should do with your voice, like, listen to our podcast and Yeah, we could use that for promotional purposes yeah. later on. Listen to the podcast coming up. Yes. Kaisa, with some good thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I have blue hair. That's my good thought. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, um, I don't have much uh, to add. If you have any further questions, I'll be happy to answer them. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's your further question. Awesome, Tina. That that is the best ending I've had in a long time. Usually it's just bye, but yes. Okay, okay. people, let's yeah. wrap this shit up. Let's I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, go to our find us on social media, tag us, like us, share our episodes, go to uh, foundinestonia.ee and if you know anybody we should talk to, let us know and share this episode and tell us what you think about the extreme bootcamp Estonian version in the forest with grannies. Yes, and if you if you have any uh, words of wisdom for John, yes. let him know. Please hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also dating advice is um, allowed. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Hasta la vista. <laughs>